0: The Boise Bubble Podcast is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise.
1: Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard.
0: You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, SpeakStudios.com.
1: Speak Studios, speak and be heard.
0: Hey, everybody. In this episode, we're talking about the realities of moving into the Treasure Valley, If you've been here for more than a minute, you know the traffic is on the rise. If you're going to be stuck in your car, you could do worse than being in a new Volkswagen. Affordable comfort with all the amenities you need to make your commute enjoyable. Go check out the inventory at Volkswagen of Boise or go to Volkswagenofboise.com. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast, where we talk all things Treasure Valley. We're your hosts, Shane and Natalie Plummer. Welcome back to the conversation. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, wife.
1: (laughs) you gotta stop calling me that it's weird okay all right so uh
0: so um we were having some thoughts recently um i was was thinking about how to introduce the topic and let me start with this idea that uh, we've run into in recruiting for my company and for my past company did a lot of recruiting Um, tons of people coming into the Treasure Valley. So probably over the course of the past, I don't know, four years, I've talked to hundreds and hundreds, probably upwards of a thousand people by now. Um, Maybe that's a little bit exaggerating, but hundreds certainly um, that are coming from other places. And there's a term in the recruiting world called unselling that – Basically, the risk is that if you oversell your company, um, whenever the people get there and they see that the company and their experience working there is not what you had sold, then it's kind of like a bait and switch and they feel very violated. And, and there's frustration on both sides. So whenever you're recruiting or selling anything, you have to do a little bit of unselling. And the term basi- basically means telling people what they're in for, um, not making it overly negative, but being honest about some of the um, some of the warts the or some of the less than favorable things that um, people might experience coming to work for your company. and so, um, and it does a lot to build trust with people too, and to avoid that frustrating conversation that you might have to have later on. We've had to do a lot of unselling, not so much with companies, but some uh, uh, but sometimes with the Treasure Valley. I've noticed that whenever people are coming to Idaho, they're coming because they've been sold on all the positive things. and, Nobody's talked to them about any of the practical things. Um, Nobody has done any unselling. So the result is that I think that a lot of people are coming into the Treasure Valley hoping that they're going to find utopia. And they find some of the similar problems that they are leaving their last home for. Mm -hmm. So uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about unselling of the treasure valley not in a negative way but just to shine light on some of the real things that we're dealing with so maybe for people that are thinking about coming to idaho or really considering it if all the information that you've had is nothing but positive this might be something um, beneficial for you to hear uh so that you know some of the the realities that we're facing here and that you might be facing whenever you come
1: mm-hmm. uh i I feel like I see that a lot with my page as I run a, a large social media page and it's become more of a community headquarters. Um, and people ask me questions all the time who are thinking of moving here, but also people who are messaging saying, uh, no one ever told me this scenario. And I, I want to say, well, what what research did you do? Um, and in the past podcasts we've done, we talked about um, housing and some of the issues that we're dealing with right now and other uh, topics have come up that people were very surprised at. They, they weren't expecting. And when, as you live here, you are very aware of those things. But um, I think there is value in just um, having these conversations as if you're just sitting down with someone and saying, hey, tell me what I'm in for. Uh, just if you were thinking of moving to a place and you had a close friend, you would call them, and you wouldn't just ask for the positives. Um, so it's we love our hometown, we love the Boise area, but there is uh, there's a lot of problems here, and those are realities. I think um, people need to be aware of before they before they uh, just show up.
0: I love this place too, and I talk about about it all the time. And. In fact, I've kind of had to taper down just a little bit, turn the tap back just because um, people get super excited and I hate for them to get overly excited based on all all the positives because I've got a ton of positives. I mean, I love this place, the mountains, the people, um, community, there's so much good going on and relatively speaking, it's better than so many places. But I think that it's important to highlight the reality so that we don't get frustrated. I'm all about expectations. Everybody's going to get sick and tired of me talking about expectations, but you know, come here with valid expectations as opposed to invalid and valid expectations have to be spoken, agreed upon and realistic. And if you don't talk about them and if you don't do your research, like you said, I can't believe how many people I've heard are just coming to the treasure Valley. And they haven't done any research. And I ask too, "Oh, where did you hear about us? And what do you know about it? And um, how did you find out? And oh, we just heard we read this article, or we've got family that's been there, and they say it's great. So we think ah, it's better than where we are right now. Let's give it a shot." And that feels a little bit um, irresponsible to me. So all right, we'll- so we're
1: gonna talk about it a little bit. And and uh, first. And there's a lot of fun things too to talk about, that it's just weird. Like there's some weird things about uh, Boise that I know surprised us. We've been here for 11 years. Um, I grew up on the border of Washington and North Idaho. So, um, and we both went to school um, for our first couple years of college at a Idaho university. So we've, you know, we've been here and we've experienced the culture and we've also experienced the extreme change. And there's some weird stuff about, about Boise that I don't know. I, 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 don't, I wasn't expecting when I moved here. So.
0: And there's a lot of weird stuff now just in the recent years with the influx of people and the mm-hmm. rate at which we're growing. We have challenges today that we didn't have 10 years ago.
1: Sure. It's unrecognizable, really. And if people are coming with the expectation that they're going to find something that they heard about five years ago, that very easily does not exist.
0: Can we talk a little bit about what, what we did to gather some data?
1: Oh, sure. Yes, for sure. Um, so it started on my page, I was asking questions about housing. And then it moved into actually the situation with rentals, which we'll talk a little bit, but there is a huge problem with um, affordability and accessibility in rental apartments and rental homes. And so I wanted to kind of get an idea of what people were struggling with. I um, We are not renting right now. And um, I wanted to kind of get the pulse on that. And again, when I ask a question like this, it's amazing how many um, comments I get, especially when people know that it's private and so they can really reveal some pretty heavy things. And it was very disturbing.
0: So how many comments did you get?
1: Um, I probably, I mean, I got over a hundred, uh, messages, um, on about just renting. Um, and so I, we started thinking, okay, well, maybe we should talk about, about renting. And then uh, last week, as we started thinking about doing this podcast, I reached out and I posed several questions um, to people. I asked, if, um, if you've recently moved to the Treasure Valley, what has surprised you? What do you wish you had known? Uh, would you make the choice to come again? And I asked For people who have lived here a while what do you wish people knew who were coming what would you say to them what expectations do you have for them as they come in and then also just publicly asked what are the real results of of growth that you've seen. And I, uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of responses. And when we did something similar to this, when we did the California post, we we actually read those responses. We're not going to do that now because what we were seeing is that these same kind of themes were just showing, were just reappearing over it's and over again. It's easy to see the themes and sure. the trends. And it wasn't so much about the stories, the individual stories. It was really about the themes. So we've kind of we have our own experience and we've combined that with what we're seeing uh, if I'm if I'm hearing 50 different people talk about this one situation then I know that it's it, it's probably real and valid and of course I'd probably felt it as well as just being someone who lives here. So uh, that's kind of how we gathered the data and then we wanted to just sit down as if if we were just sitting down with you and talking about moving here, w- the conversation that we would have, we would have with you. We did not have this conversation. We were we were kind of those people who just showed up. Oh, we
0: flew in blind. We it's like we landed in the night and just yeah. said we'll f- figure it out in the morning.
1: Uh, yeah, we were uh, we were uh, we lived in Chattanooga, and um, uh, Shane had a, just a kind of a thought of changing a career because he just wasn't uh, just. He had been wanting some change. And then this opportunity in Boise just popped up and we lived here two weeks later. The only research I did on Boise, and maybe it's because I really was pretty loth to leave the South, but the only research I did was I got I got on Facebook. I'm like, does anyone live in the Treasure Valley who's my friend? And where should we live? And they everyone just said Meridian. And so we we and we can go more to that, but we just showed up.
0: Yeah. When we flew out, we had to find, one trip was, it was a weekend trip and we had to find a rental. So we had two days to find a place to live. Mm -hmm. And so with that one recommendation, we just looked around Meridian. We didn't look around downtown Boise. We didn't look Garden City. We didn't look anywhere. We just looked here.
1: We didn't even drive there. I hadn't even, Uh. when the first time I went into downtown Boise, I, I was like, are you kidding? This place is awesome. Because I was really going because I wanted to be supportive and I wanted to get closer to my family that lives a little further up north. And But I didn't think it would be a permanent place. I just thought, okay, well, let's try this mm. out. And then as we started, uh, we decided to really explore heavily um, once we started falling in love, which is probably why I do what I do and yeah. why we have a podcast. Because we we fell in love pretty quickly, but yeah. You know, so I would have loved to have this conversation. Um, it would be a very different conversation eleven years ago than we're having now. Not to blow um,
0: smoke up your skirt, but <laughs> could you have imagined if we had had a Hello Murdian Instagram page to look at whenever we were thinking of coming? You put out so much awesome information about this place that I honestly feel like people could just sign on and just scroll through and learn a lot about it just based on what you've been able to put out there.
1: Well, I appreciate that. At the same time, that's one of possibly the problems is that the page that I run and pages that many people run, it is showcasing positivity because I'm showcasing (laughs) great businesses. I'm showcasing um, events, beautiful scenery, but I have changed uh, in the last two years where I do have much more real conversations and change the branding where there there needs to be some awareness of of these kind of things. And that's why I think this poc- this kind of a theme of a podcast is important.
0: So before we go down that path, let's kind of talk about some of these themes. Let's just kind of go back and forth. Why don't you start? What are some of these thing- things based on the comments, the hundreds of comments? Um, let's just kind of start riffing on some of these.
1: Okay. So we were talking about the, the environment of uh, Boise. And one thing that I thought was so funny was and not all these are super serious is how shocked people were by fly season which we are just moving into right now so fly season is basically the end of september all through october which is the most beautiful time in boise but the flies descend and do you remember i think it was two years ago we had my parents here to visit And we made like this huge salmon grill and they're like, oh, let's eat outside on your patio. It'll be great. We're like, oh, no, no like that would be bad. They insisted. Idea. They insisted. And it was like being in something of biblical times. Oh, just, we well. were out there
0: for maybe 10 minutes before <laughs> we said, look, can we stop joking? Let's go inside. Yeah,
1: there were just thousands and thousands of, of flies that just came on. and I
0: wish that we knew a biologist or someone who we could bring in here and talk about why that is, because it's real. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's it's right when the temperature starts to cool down, which I thought was kind of interesting, too. Mm-hmm. It's not... In the heat, it's when it just starts to dip.
1: Yeah, so fly seasons one, um, and, and about the same time as fly season is smoke season, and uh, the fire, uh, the wildfires, um, are have been pretty bad the last few years. Um, I know right now, um, it's pretty intense smoke. Uh, if you have allergies, um, that is a real problem here. Uh, It just kind of settles over the valley, and you could have, you know, a good month where you're pretty much smoked out in the summer.
0: I was just reading an article, um, I think it was in the Times this past week, they had focused on Utah and the Salt Lake uh, Valley. Mm -hmm. Their air quality is awful. Now, they have some other contributing factors with industry and mining that um, contribute to it, but when it's piled on top of um, the the wildfires in California, Oregon, blowing in Mm there— Uh, they're in this kind of bowl. And I'm not saying that we're totally similar, but we kind of have a lot of that stuff blowing over there too. Salt Lake, just as an interesting side note, with the heat, um, the constantly evaporating levels of the Great Salt Lake mm-hmm. are throwing a lot of these chemicals that over the years have kind of settled in the Great Salt Lake. Now all, all of a sudden they're in the dust and whenever the wind kicks up, it's all through the air. I mean, it is so bad that some people, I mean, in just one day, they'll walk out and they breathe it and it's awful. Mm-hmm. And they'll start coughing. Now, we're not to that point yet, but it is definitely um, significant, the Mm -hmm. wildfire season. That's something that I never had thought of
1: before we came here. Mm -hmm. So, yeah,
0: if you have some issues with, um, you know, lungs, you need to be aware. Air quality is, uh, it's an annual thing that we're trying to struggle with.
1: And it's not just smoke season. So we also have something called the inversion. Uh, And that's usually uh, February into March when we just kind of have this terrible air quality that settles over of the whole valley. And what's really unfortunate about that because, well, one, it's gross, but also it's the end of winter. And so if you struggle with um, seasonal depression, uh, obviously this is a place that gets very cold. Our winters are mild, but it is, it can be pretty dark. And so when you're coming out of winter, but then the inversion hits and so it, it it feels like a very long winter. And I know that I've talked with friends who have seasonal depression and that it is a it is a it's not a great place to be. Yeah. Um and that there's a lot of people who um you know try to find ways around that but I do have some friends who just have had to straight up leave um during the inversion time because it does affect them. Um either in their um in their you know sinuses or whatever or in their emotional state. Mm.
0: Um, one of the things that came into my mind is uh, access to the outdoors. That's something that we always hear. We're mm-hmm. coming to Idaho because we want to. Um, there's we're in such close proximity to the mountains, and uh, and we would love that. Now that's true. We are in close proximity to all of that. But as our population has grown, what people don't talk about as often these days is it's freaking hard. It's freaking hard to find a campsite. It's hard to get out there and enjoy these um, the outdoors because the competition is so crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're not on recreation.gov um, months in advance, sometimes it's nine months in advance that, that they'll open up some of these campsites and they go the day of. I mean, you're getting slim pickings if you wait um, you know, a month after they open up these spots. So yeah, there's a lot of competition. So it's great to get out there and enjoy these things, but it's not as easy as it once was. It's a uh, significantly harder for someone who's an avid outdoorsman that I love to go out there and, and enjoy it. When I go out there for myself, it's a little bit different because I'm usually going off trail and you know kind of going deep. So there's mm-hmm. not as much um, uh, as much traffic going out to where I go. But whenever I want to take the family out or you out, um, it's the calculus is so much harder and mm-hmm. the planning is um, so much more deep.
1: Sure. And also the traffic. So people think when they say, oh, you come to the Treasure Valley and there's so much recreational um, opportunity. That's true. There is quite a bit. And if you're interested in listening about hiking or getting into the mountains, we have podcasts uh, just dedicated to that. And we invite you to listen to those things. But so much of what you see of this beautiful hot springs and, and forest, that's two hours up the mountain. Well, there's only really one way to get there and the traffic now to get up to the McCall area or into the woods if there's a wreck um we've been trapped oh yeah um, like we well we were trapped actually overnight we actually turned around and just stayed at a hotel in uh where do um i can not cascade or something um but everything in just the last 5 years has just become so much more difficult to access those things whenever
0: you go up into the mountains every summer friday um you have to go highway 55 because that's Mm -hmm. where you you go to get um all of a sudden my brain is spacing all the national forests up there but um
1: the Boise National Forest?
0: Well, well, yeah, there's the Boise National Forest and then uh, the Payette, too. Oh, sure. Okay. So uh, there's a lot of places to explore, but there's one road getting up there, and that's Highway 55, and it goes through Horseshoe Bend. And mm-hmm. um, that's – a lot of times it's a two-lane road. And as it, as the road shadows the Payette River coming out of the, the mountains, that's a two-lane road, too. So, uh, yeah, when there's a wreck – It stops stuff up. But even when there's not a wreck, just the flow, the traffic, the volume is um, it's so much that it gets backed up all the way past Horseshoe Bend, the side of Boise. Mm -hmm. So um, and it's the same way coming out of there on Sunday afternoon. So if you think that you're going to make an easy trip and uh, maximize your time, no, you've got to account for a lot of your time being in the car.
1: Mm -hmm. Sometimes we'll just like, you know, it's easier to take a day off and go on a Tuesday because uh, honestly, I feel like for the two of us, we just kind of become apathetic to a lot of things like yeah we would have loved to do that i mean this is i think the first year ever we didn't spend time in mccall this entire summer i don't think we went at all did we not i i don't i mean usually we we did last winter it's a little easier in the winter time if you can find a rental we found an airbnb but we didn't go to mccall and in fact i so shane and i were supposed to camp we were supposed to go camping together and um well we were gonna go but then it hit 110 degrees the week we were supposed to go i'm like no i'm not doing that but this actually this weekend we're actually taking a break right now because we decided instead of going camping up in the and dealing with everything we're camping over at sawtooth winery Um, glamping we're glamping (laughs) It's funny. This is my camping style. is a so
0: funny. We're, for that. <laughs>
1: we're still in a tent.
0: But I feel like if they have a shower there for you and a nice uh, uh, laminate floor, <laughs> it's kind of hard to call it camping.
1: Anyway. It is in a tent. It's very, well, I mean, it's very fun. But the thing is, for me, it was just because it was guaranteed. Like, yeah. I knew we were going to find a spot. Well, because we rented an actual tent. But um, that, that it didn't used to be like that. We could just, we would just head up and we would just see what we could find. So that, Yes there is a, the dream of of this recreational activity but you're going to have to really work for it now if you can even you know buy a cabin or a rental or an RV or rent it it's just everything yeah. is kind of crazy right now
0: Oh you mentioned RVs too I mean finding a side by side or a razor or something like that that, that used to be super easy mm-hmm. you can't do that these days I mean uh, inventory is so low just because demand is so is so mm-hmm. high
1: One of the random things that I remember um being surprised by right away is our goatheads. <laughs> mm. So if you don't know, goheads are like part of the noxious weed that are just like these, uh, it's like a little, I don't know. How do you explain it? It's them? an
0: evolutionary Marvel. The <laughs> seeds are couched in the, the most prickly, sharp, um, Man, it looks like a kidney stone on crack. I mean, it, it's it's so awful. But they stick in everything. They'll uh-huh. stick in your shoes. They'll get in your bike tires. They'll mm-hmm. get in your car tires. They're not going to pop a car tire, but they pop car, uh, bike tires all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. We actually have a festival called Goathead. Hold on, what is it called? I'm always forgetting. Um, anyway, it's it's not. Oh, Boise Goathead Goathead Fest, and it's basically well, they kind of talk about goatheads, but it's a lot about bikes and because. Um, yeah, go-heads are they're a real bitch. Like uh, and I remember I walked in um, I was taking my son to preschool and I was in thin flip-flops mm-hmm. and I walked to get like they're faster I walked through just a an open um, like this patch of of dirt and my in, every bit of my shoes were covered. Yeah. I mean, it was I was like they're what? so
0: sharp and they're so hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's just a,
1: a random thing. But the thing is, is again, if you're just looking on Instagram, if you're just, if you're just looking on, um, websites, you might not realize that Boise is in the desert. I mean, this is yeah. the desert.
0: They think Idaho is full of mountains and partially, partially
1: true. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, Boise is like all the, or Idaho is all the different kinds of.
0: Sure. But all of Southern Idaho, um before you start getting up into the panhandle, uh, the panhandle, it's a high desert. Mm-hmm. And the terrain is very different, especially as you're driving from here to Twin Falls or over to Burley. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about ag- uh, flat agricultural land that's very dry. Mm-hmm. Man, they have to work uh, to grow anything there. It is a different terrain. You're not living in, it's not like you're living in Seattle where you're, you're surrounded by evergreens everywhere. It's, um, Boise is part of the high desert,
1: yeah, and if you want uh green grass, if you want anything you're gonna work really hard for it and uh, and we need water I mean if you don't have water in a section, then you're gonna see it's desert, and um, we could talk about the water shortages on um, so sometimes we should tra- probably just have a podcast on the water shortages because that's mm. a that's a whole thing, but
0: one of the themes that I saw um in the comments were, yeah, people here are awesome the uh, people from idaho are so nice and so kind and the vibe is great but um it's a tense time right Mm -hmm. now i mean with with all these issues piling up housing shortage rental shortages um, uh, traffic increases uh, short supply of um, amenities and infrastructure as we'll talk about here in just a few minutes people are tense and i'm not saying that people are mean but it feels we're having to be a lot more intentional and uh, about having some of these conversations because they're coming mm-hmm. up more often. It feels like we see a lot more extremism sometimes mm-hmm. on the conservative side, and sometimes on the liberal uh, um, in the hubs too. There's some of that too. So there feels like there's a lot more partisanship,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: we're having to work hard to have good conversations. Sure. So I think
1: people are bristling. They're afraid, yeah. and they're and I get it. I mean, it's it's understandable when you see things changing. And the thing is, is most people in Idaho, they're gonna welcome you because you're their neighbors. Idaho is a neighborly place, but there's expectations when you move here um, that that are important for people to understand. Yeah,
0: you're not walking into Mayberry and just the fact <laughs> that you're coming in here uh, from another place, you're contributing to some of these issues that we're dealing mm-hmm. with that are making it hard to talk about. That's the reality. Mm-hmm. We're not saying don't come. We're just saying be cognizant of what you're gonna see whenever you get here. People are tired of some of these things and not tired as in closing the borders or, or anything like that, but it's causing real headaches and uh, real impacts to people.
1: One thing that I've, I've seen that I wish personally people knew, I hear this over and over. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times I've heard people say this. Wherever you came from, if, if there's something that you don't love about it, it is no consolation to someone in idaho when you say oh it's but it's not as bad as here so i was thinking this especially about traffic traffic we do not have the streets to handle the traffic that we that and the influx of people traffic has has gone up so exponentially it's unbelievable oh, so
0: infrastructure is so behind and. In- I hate to dump on people that are um, in these uh, government entities that are trying to solve these problems but it's not adequate right now mm-hmm. it's so behind and construction is uh, it's perpetual and it's not enough it's not enough to keep up with it and so yeah we are having traffic. so
1: if, but if somebody from a place that has a lot of traffic um says oh <laughs> this is nothing in California we sat in the road for like you know, for two hours. That's not helpful because we don't want to be anything like California. We comparing where you came from and saying, oh, but so much better for us does not make it better for the people who, where you're moving. And so don't, just don't say that because it, it makes people bristle. Don't compare, oh, but it's so much better than here. Because it doesn't doesn't soften because it still hurts that we're losing what we had.
0: And it's dismissive. Mm -hmm. It's dismissive of everybody who's been here. Like you Mm -hmm. you said, it's like, yeah, they they remember a time when it was easy to get around the Treasure Valley. And um, you didn't have to stress about people driving so crazy and aggressively. Um, But to say, well, it's still better than this other Mm -hmm. place that we don't like anyway. Yeah, that's dismissive and it's... Mm -hmm insensitive
1: it feels a lot like the term i've said this to shane a lot i i hate the term at least at least it's not as bad at least is not really a term that's really ever conducive to empathy um you you know if you're gonna say um well at least you don't have you know public stonings (laughs) like instead you just whatever you you, comparing those things with an at least is, is dismissive and so let's not do that so if you're coming here um, do, do understand you just, you are going to need to own the fact you are contributing, um, to the situation and be aware of it and be okay with having those hard conversations. Yeah. Uh, because I think everyone will appreciate that.
0: We heard several comments, um, about the access to, um, social programs and special needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll kind of touch on the special needs, um, uh, so many people said, yeah, we were surprised that there are not as many doctors here for this or that condition. Mm-hmm. Or um, oh, we've got a child that has some learning disabilities. And um, and that kind of resonates with us. I'm, not the learning disabilities, but we've got kids that have some needs. And for us to find a doctor or a therapist just to get on the waiting list, it is crazy. It's mm-hmm. like a year on the waiting list before you can even be seen. I mean, we we had that issue with finding a vet for our oh, cats. Oh, man,
1: vets are crazy. It
0: is crazy to find health care for your pet, but it's hard to find health care for your kids. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, whenever you have a kid that has a need and needs to be seen by a specialist and they say, yeah, we're six months out before we can even see you, you're like, what the heck? That's crazy. My kid has to go six months through school before they get even seen and that's before they can even get diagnosed or treated. Uh, it's of no consolation.
1: Mm-hmm. And and so you have the responsibility, somebody moving here, you have the responsibility to figure out what are the things that I have access to here that are necessary? And then doing the research. Don't just assume we are not a huge metropolis. People are moving here and expecting it to be that way. And it's not. And... Um, I know that there was a a test we wanted to have done for our child and a year wait, a literal year wait. Now a lot of things have obviously happened with the pandemic and all of those things, but, um, just, just be very aware of those things. And, and that could, we, well, (laughs) I, I don't know if I want to touch on right now what's going on with the healthcare situation. Um, because it's, um, it could be its own, yeah, um, we could talk about that. We could talk a about a that for a long time. And if you're interested, um, I did on Hello and I basically invited people to talk about what what is happening in the ICUs and, and the healthcare um, situation right now. And it was um, uh, I don't know what's the right term. It was uh, anyway. It was yeah. intense. Um, those are still saved um, on a highlights on Hello Meridian if you want to listen. But one thing we learned from that. Uh, aside from the whole pandemic, was that we honestly don't have enough hospitals for um, the amount of people that are moving here. And that's going to become uh, quite an issue moving forward. Um,
0: In the same vein, social programs, uh, several people commented coming from the West Coast to say, I was really surprised that we don't have this social uh, program here or access to this or these benefits. Yeah, Idaho does not have nearly the amount of social um, programs uh, that Cali- that California does. It's incumbent on you if you're leaving a place where you're, um, where the government is assisting you with A, B, or C, do some research and find out if Idaho has the same programs that you're accustomed to because otherwise when you get here, it can be a real um, uh, struggle Yeah. to all of a sudden have to adjust and think, oh, shoot, I was counting on this. Now mm-hmm. they don't have this. Uh, what do I do? And some of these things when it comes to health or um, mental health, they become real impacts if you can't get access to them quickly. Sure. And I'm not dumping on Idaho for not having them. We just don't have them. So mm-hmm. uh, not, it's n- nothing to apologize for. You just need to be aware of what we have to offer and what we don't have to offer.
1: Um, let's talk about, I think, the number one thing people need to know about. And we've talked about it. We had a whole podcast about it. Um, but honestly, housing. What we're hearing, I, I'm just going to condense what I basically heard in over 100 comments of people renting. If you want to rent something, you need to be ready the second it comes on the market. Um, you need to be prepared to pay far more than your friends in a mortgage. Uh, you if you are currently renting, the odds are that if your rent hasn't um, risen, it's going too soon. And it's and we're talking apartments that are that were maybe twelve hundred uh five years ago or twenty five hundred now. Um, people who are saying they're moving here and they're paying the same price for an apartment that they would have paid for a place right on the beach in California. Um, if you want a house, uh, our house has um, tripled mm. in value, tripled in value in, in 10, 10 years. years. Um, so... We could talk about that for a long time.
0: It's, it's the scare. And I just wanted to um, touch on the scarcity of rentals. There is, and, and there are rental projects being built. I mean, they're popping up everywhere. All the major construction companies in the Valley are building and outside of the Valley are coming here to build apartment complexes. And it's making up, I mean, I speak from a construction standpoint, working for a construction company, it's a huge amount of um, our revenue and our backlog, too. These projects, are are such demand. But I was talking to a, um, a candidate that we extended an offer to this past week, and um, he reached back out and he said, Hey, I need some paperwork because I need to be able to show like my um, these r- rental properties, they require... Um, an offer letter before they will even accept the my application. Mm-hmm. And right now, there's 250 people in mm-hmm. line for you know a given a, a apartment. Yeah, you have to have an offer letter before a rental place will even consider your application. I've never heard of that.
1: And so let's 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 talk about this and kind of a how th- this is working towards other things. So I remember the one of the most angry I've ever been since living here was I was driving on Meridian Road and I saw these apartments and it was like a village of apartments. I could not believe how many apartments they were.
0: Hundreds of units. Hundreds
1: and hundreds. The thing is, is they were in my kids' school boundaries. And I'm like, where the hell are those kids gonna go to school? and i'm like i i couldn't understand there's no way so let's talk a little bit about schools because this is something that's pretty personal as we have kids but this is a real problem our schools are so overpopulated you cannot imagine so for us just our experience we moved to a neighborhood and we bought this home you know, we, we bought it at a good time. We bought a foreclosure. One of the things we loved about our home was that it was walking distance from the high school, walking distance from the middle school, and a quick bike ride to the elementary school. But even driving our children to the elementary school was about three minutes. So a couple of years ago, we get this letter that due to the overpopulation of our elementary school, our kids were going to have to be bused across town to another elementary school
0: they redrew the yeah, the, sure. the district boundaries I mean, twice what? since mm-hmm. we we've been here they've done it twice mm-hmm. and now the result is that the school that used to be literally a half a mile mm-hmm. from our house that our kids could go to now they have to go the elementary school is 3 miles away mm-hmm. and the middle school luckily we hit the jackpot there that hasn't changed but the high school our kid has to go
1: how well, it's from a where b- we are, so we live the next to rocky rocky high school we can hear the football games. Like, I am. And we're always like, oh, we can't wait. Our kids are going to go to this neighborhood school. Oh, no, we're at Oahe, which honestly- It's a beautiful thank school. Thank you so much for building this school.
0: It's an awesome school. It's so nice.
1: Because it's like, oh, wow. Okay, there is something. Because the and kids were literally sitting- Did you just drop the f No, I didn't. okay. Oh, <laughs> um, the kids were literally sitting on the ground at Rocky. Um, So I am very grateful that they have the new school- but the time that it takes us to drive to Rocky with, well, so it's, it's all of these things on top of each other. So we have to drive all the way to, to the new school, but also because the streets are being, um, um, I guess
0: Con- expanded,
1: expanded. Yes. Every single street a, re- a road to get to that high school are closed down. And so they
0: started construction on the main intersection which is a four-way stop closest to that school right when school started and so now you have to divert and there's detour and I again I hate to dump on somebody but who thought that through it's it's like nobody thought that there's going to be a brand new school opening up with This year, I think it's fifteen hundred students going there, and no, we're going to close down the major um, intersection right now to do construction and have to divert everybody in every different direction. And so, you so we
1: have that. We have so everywhere you go, construction just desperately trying to expand the roads.
0: But I just want to go back to the point that you started with: is that there is not nearly the um, the responsibility put on developers to Mm -hmm. uh, parcel out sections of land. for schools or for hospitals or for anything like that, there's no requirement like that, and I love it that Idaho is so business friendly, uh, um, and it's awesome. But in some of these ways, I feel like there's an opportunity for improvement to require. No, if you're going to build a subdivision, you're going to section out a parcel of, of that land for uh, schools. Mm-hmm.
1: So the schools, which we don't do. The schools so. are really hard. Research the schools. Um, that's been one of our uh, yeah a huge uh, a huge. A huge problem for us personally.
0: Other themes. What's next?
1: Um, I'm a lot of people just talking about the infrastructure in in general. We don't have um, we don't have public transit like a lot of places uh, in Meridian. We have zero. And I was talking with an, a gentleman who works with public transit in Boise, and it's honestly just not that used because it's just not. Um, I, it's just not as I guess as accessible as as some people would want it to be I don't know a lot about that I've never used any of the public transit um in Boise but that that's that's definitely a problem
0: there's no commuter rail there's uh yeah if you want to get someplace um there's some busing mm-hmm. but um it's definitely not as robust as it is in other cities there's no kind of light rail like Seattle I mean Seattle's always building onto the uh Light rail and com- and connecting all these different communities to the main hub, but um, we do, we don't have anything like that. So if you want to get around, you're driving a car, or you're getting on a scooter, or you're walking. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's hard. So don't plan on there being a lot of public tra-
1: transit. Mm-hmm. Another huge theme is our uh, salary. Um, the the our salaries are very low compared to our pricing now.
0: The ratio is so tipped over. It's mm-hmm. um and it's adjusting incredibly slowly.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, you, yeah, you see this obviously with, with what you do, but people will come here um, at one point. Oh, I mean, I mean, we moved here at a good time and um, we came from a city that was pretty, it was pretty similar in, in um, I guess, salary. But for the price of homes, our salaries are, are just extraordinarily low.
0: Yeah, it's such that if you're here, I think that you'll be able to stay here for a while yet. If you own, A home, but Mm -hmm. good luck for your kids because they're not going to be able to find a job that will pay for rent Mm -hmm. or a home. I mean, if you want a home, you're going to have to do the same thing that every other place that's been through this does. You're going to have to go further and further out
1: sure um, one thing people talked about is that for a long time people were very used to being able to just get into whatever service they want right away. you could get into any restaurant you wanted right away. Now a lot of this has to do obviously with the staff staffing shortage that is is sweeping the entire nation right now.
0: but it's real here
1: mm-hmm, it's very real So you could go to a restaurant and have a 15 minute wait for a long time and now um, you' you have a 45 minute to an hour wait on uh, a Wednesday. You know, and again, if you've moved here from another place and you say, well, that's nothing compared to, again, we're not. You're just
0: going to piss people off. don't say that. that. We
1: want, there's a reason that everyone wants to come here and we want to keep those reasons live and happening. And um, so I know I've seen that a lot. There's a a lot of times I'm just like, "Mm, yeah, it's Saturday. It's too busy. Yeah. (laughs) So. Uh,
0: we used to be able to get into any kind of restaurant without a reservation and mm-hmm. without a wait. But now if you don't make a reservation a week or two weeks in advance, um, good luck just spontaneously wanting to go out and, oh, let's go down to Fork or, oh, let's go down to this place or that or uh, that that place. You can't do that spontaneously. You have to plan. And even then you're going to be uh, waiting.
1: Um, a few quick things. I'm just going to. Oh, sorry. Do you have something? Oh, I just had one that okay. I wanted to.
0: Touch on mm-hmm. it might be a little bit incendiary, but okay, to heck with it. Oh, i goody. <laughs> I do this for free, so you don't like it, tune out. Um, just kidding, <laughs> we love this podcast. Subscribe, like, tell your friends. Um, w- some of the comments that we heard is that it's a little bit concerning for people that are a little bit more progressive to see so many. Um, people on the on the conservative end of this political spectrum flocking here, almost reinforcing a lot of that. Now, I'm not saying that I don't like a lot of the conservative ideals and and uh, values, but. Um, there is a lot of extremism here. and There are a lot of people that are here or that are coming here that are very far right. And you can see how that would be disturbing for people that are maybe a little bit closer to the middle of the spectrum or on the left side of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. That is not encouraging to see a huge influx of people that are on another end of that extreme. Mm-hmm. That's concerning. And I can totally understand that. There are some things that I love about um, this awesome red state. And then there's some things about it that I'm like, come on. This is really getting in the way of some progress. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's concerning for some people that have been here. Yeah, I feel like it's
1: almost it almost turns it so black and white. And we've talked that we don't really think black and white is a is a good way to go.
0: Red and blue is not a good way to go, in no. my opinion. I feel like, uh, yeah. like we're buying into why are
1: we this false choice of of just two options? Is why a do problem. we buy into this, yeah. and why oh. do we think that this <laughs> is
0: the best option?
1: So um,
0: that's my soapbox.
1: You know, people will say, "Oh, don't come here unless you're conservative." Well, I mean, why no. don't we just come? I, I would hope people who come here are just thoughtful and are choosing their belief systems based on research and not. Uh, there's so much to that, but um, I would hope that we um, we are enjoying diversity, but also have respect for, um, I guess, what it is. But um, I, I don't want
0: Republican conservatism to be the uniting foundation upon which we are all standing here. Well, some I people think do that we want can, that. I, uh, but that's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. I feel like there are other better values that we can come together with um, that are not political,
1: like yeah. That. Maybe if we could just remove those words, I would love it if we could just say, okay. So for the next five years, we just can't use the word Democrat, Republican, liberal, or conservative. You can't use those words now. Let's come together and figure out what we believe. But I feel like in the last two years, we've just decided whatever side we're on, we hold on to it so tightly, um, and then that's how we're defining every single person as if they fit within that and. Um, I think if we've learned anything last two years is that extremism is not helping us move towards any resolution. No. So, um, you know, if you are very political, that's great. It's just, I, I hope that they were coming in here, um, ready to listen. Yeah. First of all, you hear a lot of people that there's a lot of anger towards out of towners. People are not just coming from California. They're obviously coming from Washington and Oregon, um, People will say um, that they have a lot of hate towards them if they have like um, California license plates or something like that, which I hope is not true. At the same time, a lot of people with California license plates are driving like douches and that's not great either. So one thing that might help in that situation is one, maybe don't judge people by their license plate. And two, if you're coming here from another state, don't drive here like it's a huge metropolis drive in the way that you're expected to drive in Boise, which is kind and considerate a little slower. Um, You know, you don't have to drive below the speed limit, but aggressive driving is not really welcome here. Um, So that might be something that you need to change about yourself. And maybe we could kind of turn those tides because people do get angry. Like, why is everyone mad at me? Because I have a California license plate. Well, because people with California license plates often are pissing people off. So it's, we have to work together on those kind of things.
0: Yeah. Um, Let me take a position on a specific issue, the merging. We heard several comments about, um, it feels as if people from Idaho uh, don't want to let you merge. Mm -hmm. And nobody is on board with the the zipper merge, Mm -hmm. which is funny because all of our roads are now built for the zipper merge. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a, There's a huge opportunity for everybody, locals or um, longtime residents and new people, to be more accommodating on the roads. Mm -hmm. Let each other merge. Driving is a big thing. We got so many comments about driving. People in trucks are douchebags. And I'm like, come (laughs) on, I got a truck and I try not to be a douchebag. Um, But sadly, maybe there's more proportionally, maybe there's more douchebags in trucks than there are in cars. I don't know.
1: They specifically said Point being is that.
0: Yeah, let's let each other merge. Let's be kind on the roads. Right mm-hmm. now, this is something that we're struggling with.
1: Okay, I know we just dumped like a lot of stuff and then there was a lot of kind of negative conversation. But I think, I think it's helpful. It, it was helpful for me to kind of do some of the research and to listen. What I would say in general is Idaho is a great place. It's a friendly place. And you, if you move here, we expect you to contribute to that. That means... Shopping local, that means being kind. That means being respe- respectful on the roads. It means getting involved in your community. It also means being kind on social media. There is a strange uh, again, there's people feel a lot of power that they can say whatever they want on social media. When you move here, um, in general, if you've lived here forever, be as kind on social media as you are in person. because to be honest, people are super nice. When you meet them face to face, no one's going to get up in your grill. Rarely. They're going to get up in your grill if you've just moved next door and you've come from a place that they, you know, they don't love, but they might say something on social media. If we could be as kind to each other in, in online as we are in person, I think that a lot of this, this tense, this tense feeling could, could dissipate.
0: Yeah. That's a good note to wrap up on. Uh, I just wanted to echo, I love this place. I'm committed to it. I'm committed to making it better and uh, uh, contributing to the solutions to some of the problems. Um, Idaho, if you're looking to move here, Idaho is not your utopia where all your problems are going to disappear as soon as you get here. Um, Come here ready to participate and contribute. So I echo all that, what you said a lot
1: better. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. So uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about some of these that we uh, addressed. kind of in passing, we'll, we'll have some future podcasts really getting into it, but um,
0: healthcare, rentals, yeah. there's a lot of good stuff. Coming
1: but if up. you have anything that you kind of want us to talk about, just reach out to us on social media. Um, we are on Instagram under the Boise Bubble. Thanks for talking. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. The Boise Bubble podcast is sponsored by Volkswagen of Boise. Interested in buying a Volkswagen in the Treasure Valley? Head to www.volkswagenofboise.com to learn more. Thanks for listening. This is the Boise Bubble podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at the Boise Bubble. And for more information about our community, follow at Hello Meridian. See you next time.